0: Welcome to Women Talk Construction Podcast. It is our mission to create an inclusive environment for everyone in non-traditional roles. Today, we have a very special guest on our podcast. But before we say who, for those of you who are new, we publish a new podcast every Monday. It's an honor to introduce Deb. She is the founder and CEO and president of Deborah Bradley Construction and Management Services. Her company celebrates 30 years of success as a full-service general contractor, electrical contractor, and construction management consultant to institutional and educational facilities and public agencies and authorities throughout the five boroughs in New York City and beyond. Wow, that is incredible. So... I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna start with the first question, and it's it, Christy and I talked a little bit about this earlier, and I'm 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 totally new to meeting um, Deb today, and so I'm so excited to hear about this. But Christy told me about her testimonial um, when she first started her business and how she had to overcome some funding challenges. And and Christy and I hear this all the time. In fact, we heard it yesterday from my mentee. Yes. Raquel, she had to overcome funding challenges as a minority female developer. So I am dying to hear what that is. So if you don't mind introducing yourself and then sharing a little bit about how you went about that,
1: that would be awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, Angela and Christy. I'm so excited to be here today. So thank you for that introduction. Yeah, so my name is Deborah Bradley and um my company, Deborah Bradley Construction and Management Services Inc. It's a big mouthful, oh. <laughs> but <laughs> but the reason you know, there's a reason for that, right? And if I was Bradley Construction. They would assume that I was not the owner or the founder. So to make a point, to make a real statement, mm. um, I think that's why I named it Deborah Bradley <laughs> Construction. I love that. Nice. I would have yes. never
0: even have thought. That's
1: well, awesome. it was originally called something else. It was a it, because the reason for starting the company really was to help somebody out um, that needed assistance. And I was doing it to set somebody else up in business to help them. But that's a long story. <laughs> but <laughs> as far as funding goes, let me just get to that point because that, you know, of course, is the most difficult challenge for almost all small business, um, especially if you're starting from from nothing, and which I did. I was coming out of Columbia University, and I owed an enormous amount of student debt, probably hundred fifty thousand dollars, mm. and um, so I had no savings, and I got fired from my job because I was in the hospital with ovarian tumors believe it or not, I was in finance. And so while recovering, um, and just being let go from my job, which of course you're not allowed to do today, but this is 30 years ago. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what kind of business to start because, you know, the silver lining was, um, I was able to have children, the, the surgery went well. And I so I was looking forward to, you know, possibly becoming a mother and, uh, but I wanted to stay home and, and you know, breastfeed and take care of the kids. And how would I make a living, you know, given what I just went through? Oh, yeah. So um, that's when the I then I decided at that point in time, you know, I needed to be my own boss. I needed to be an entrepreneur, um, which led me down that path. But talking about finance, how do you be an entrepreneur without money? <laughs> There's <laughs> right. That's how do tough. you do that? <laughs> so... Um, I did, crazy enough, I did have um, a life insurance policy at the time. I borrowed $2,000 off that life insurance policy to go out and buy some insurance and a used Federal Express truck, which would be the construction van. (laughs) So that money was to buy insurance and a vehicle um, and some basic supplies. um, And that was only a couple thousand dollars. So, and, and you know, Back 30 years ago, women could not get traditional financing at a bank, right? That just didn't exist. Oh yeah. Um I think we were only, well, it was only 35 years ago when the federal government passed HR 5050, which finally allowed legally for women to get loans from a bank without being without it being co-signed by a man. So then once you got the initial money, it was it was a struggle, I have to say. I I had to get a deferment on paying the loans until I could get up and going. And you know everything we made just had to stay in working capital. It, it's, it's one of those lessons that a lot of people don't learn, but it's extremely mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. It, don't take the cash out. You've got to keep it in the business. You need that working capital for the next project and the next one and the next one. And it's a process of just building up that, that cash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then as soon as I had enough money, Uh, The real turning point in the financing of the company came when um, I found out about an SBA loan program, a 504 loan program, and the program was designed to lend money for commercial purposes for real estate. So you could go out and buy a warehouse or office space uh, if it was a commercial, you know, as a commercial loan and they would work with a traditional lending institution and the bank would finance 50% and the SBA 40% with that guarantee and then you were required to put up 10%. So I scraped together that 10% and I was able to make that happen and I bought the property um in West Harlem and that was back in 2008. Yeah, so obviously it took a long time. That wasn't- I was, That was <laughs> so- <laughs> not the greatest year to start
2: anything, was it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Barely
1: able to, but you have to, you know, you got to scrape your pennies. You got to rub mm-hmm. them together. And um, <laughs> yeah, but once I got that building, then the bank lending increased because then I had collateral, right? Oh. So then I could mm-hmm. go out, you know, now I probably have, I've got about a $1.5 million line of credit, which I don't actually even use because I was so used to saving, uh, you know, for- for working capital debt.
0: Yes. But that's so yeah. important nowadays that a yeah. lot of people don't know they need that line of credit, even if they don't use it. Yeah. And
1: I, you know, I just spoke about this the other day and I was saying, use it no matter what, and just pay it back. The bank wants to see that you're going to use their line mm. and then pay it back. And now, you know, like for example, in New York, there's other lending out there a lot more. There's nothing like when I was first starting in the industry, but now, in New York City, the um, small business services has a loan program. They lend money at three percent, which is amazing. You can't get money at three percent. No. Traditional lending, our line of credit's at like six or seven percent. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So yeah. But there's programs out there now.
2: Groundbreak Carolinas is focused on connecting the design, construction, economic development, and commercial real estate communities in the Carolinas. Their wide range of exclusive content and thought leadership is intended to help design and construction-related businesses be successful. Groundbreak is the only platform that reaches key AEC decision-makers and influencers in our two-state region. Visit GroundbreakCarolinas.com and be sure to sign up for our free bi-weekly newsletter. Well, just hearing that story just makes people feel like they can do it too. Exactly. And we appreciate you sharing that story with us, Deb. Uh, One of the things you said, and uh, we do have other questions for you, but I want to kind of hit on one of the things that you said and maybe elaborate a little bit. So as these women are thinking about getting into the industry, right, Mm. it's kind of overwhelming. It is a little fearful, right yep. just because there's not a ton of people out there that look like us right there's there's a very few percentage of women in our industry so um what would you say to those folks that are listening we, we want to have our podcast in schools very soon um throwing that out there to the universe so mm-hmm. that it can come back to us and you know if kids are listening or moms are listening or You know, any women that are maybe struggling with where they're working at now, why would Mm. they want to be in our industry? I would love to hear that from you because I love your perspective and that's not where you started, right? That wasn't really your goal. So I'd love for you to share with the audience just, you know, why did you want to be in the industry and why should they not be fearful of trying something and being, you know, a very small percentage in the company that they might consider going to work for? Yes, and
1: I want to encourage many more women to join the industry yes, me too. <laughs> so and it was it was by accident again that I actually got into construction, but once I did, I started getting very excited about you know the building. it just it was yeah. fun. I was actually producing something and you know it, and I think it was kind of meant to be because when I went to business school and I watched everybody else go into finance, I really hesitated mm-hmm. and I didn't go through that process because I um, wanted something that I, I could transform, something that I could build or make. I didn't want to manage people's money. I just thought I want to really create something. So boy, that, that goes hand in hand with construction, oh. right? So yes. I mean, the there's so much pride that my team takes and and me as well with the things that we build. I mean, we walk around New York City and we can take people you know just driving in the car on a tour and say okay we built that we just built that we did that we've done you know amazing signature projects we worked at the statue of liberty we i would
0: love to do that someday (laughs) we need
2: to do that christy yes i agree (laughs) go look at all of her projects
1: yes please do there's there's a lot of really fun ones so and they're all over the city we actually do um some tours sometimes or um, field trips I like to call them yeah. field trips <laughs> first of all there's a there's a great need for women mm. and I don't think that women actually realize especially women on uh, engineers yeah how much we need them in this industry women in my opinion make the best project managers they They just are naturally good project managers and most men will agree too they'll say yep you're right the women are the best and so we want to encourage more women to come into the industry to help manage those projects whether you're an engineer or not you don't necessarily have to be um but civil engineering uh architecture mechanical engineering electrical engineering but of course i'm not an engineer i was just um I started out as an accountant, so <laughs> there's, no, there's no one avenue to get into this industry. So I would encourage mm-hmm. you to walk through almost any door, because if you have a passion and you're a, and you're a smart woman, there's a place for you, I guarantee you. And the industry really does beg for more women and we need more women um, to rise up, stay in the industry and get into that C-suite position. Exactly. And we need more women with economic empowerment. I mean, right. we can't truly compete unless we have, can build something. And we, we need to build it together.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So yes, yeah. women out there, please, yes. you know. It's an exciting industry. It's it is. fun. <laughs> it's never boring, is <laughs> no, it? Oh,
2: trust me, it's not never boring. boring. Never boring, never boring. Never boring.
1: Well, Deb,
0: I wanted to ask you, or want, I wanted to share with you. Um, Christy and I just recently, yesterday, went to ACTC, which is a career center, and they had some girls in engineering and auto eight of tech them. and eight, nice, yes, and um, computer technology. Mm-hmm. And um we're very passionate about doing that. It's very important for them to see and believe it and we know that you are too. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted you just kind of just to share with us why you feel like teaching or mentoring the next generation is so important. So share tell us tell us a little bit about why you think that.
1: Well, you know as I always say, you, you never build anything alone, right? We always stand on the shoulders of somebody. Yep. Um, and you know it's not only my obligation, but also it makes me feel good and warm if I can help some other women, uh, especially in this industry, because that's where my expertise lies. So I want to help them no matter what. I, I I know where I started. I would never want somebody to start over. That makes no sense. Yeah. So um, I think that really that's what we're here to do no matter what. So... That's really, and I don't think I actually knew that when I, you know, years ago when I was young, you know, you're concerned about um, how to support a family. It's about, you know, making sure you earn a paycheck so you can, you know, pay the rent and raise your children. And all the while, I I really struggled with what am I doing? And it took a while, I think, for the light bulb to go off and, and say, you know what, Cause I knew it wasn't like, this wasn't my life's purpose to like, you know, do a construction company, like, or to run one. I, that didn't make sense to me in some weird way. Right. And then as I, as I got older and started to really learn true lessons and, and when I was able to then pass along lessons learned and to help teach and to help mentor and see the women that needed that help and ask me those questions and, uh, and the fact that they felt comfortable reaching out to me for, for help mm. made me feel great. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I can. I can do this. Ah. I can. I, and I can you I know, help that. women become entrepreneurs because they're afraid. Like a lot of women oh, yeah. are afraid mm-hmm. to, to take risk or to, um, and they don't know where to turn. They feel right. like they don't have somebody to talk to. So, and I think I'm, you know, I that's why I always say, yes, people ask me, can you do this? I just had a call last week. I had a really busy schedule and I'm in the, I mentor in the New York city small business service program and somebody bailed out. And I was like, she's like, call me the night before. And I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) 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 And then, and then I said, Okay, what's my motto? Never say no. Okay, so I just said yes. Yeah, I'll figure it out, right? <laughs> all right, that sounds like Christie here. Go over here.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say I'm trying to learn how to say no, just not doing a very good job of it because I, it's, I it's, right? it's so hard. It I don't want to say no. It is. Within the residential building and construction industry, ECI Software Solution offers an integrated suite of cloud-based management solutions specifically tailored to their specific markets with the goal of supporting small and medium-sized companies to improve profitability, reduce construction costs, shorten schedules, and increase sales. Thank you, ECI Software Solutions, for supporting women Talk construction and the future of our workforce. and the impact that y'all are making are tremendous so yes well and that's why we're doing what we're doing today deb i love that you mentioned that it's going to take all of us to make it better right to make not not necessarily make it better i think what we do is amazing it it doesn't need to be better but i think Mm -hmm. we need to be better about talking about it is not a white collar blue collar it is a fruitful productive Mm -hmm. creative Mm -hmm. position to be in as a woman or, or a man, and the pride that comes along with it, like the whole blue collar thing, I think bothers some people, it never did really bother me, but it does bother some people. But those people that are doing the work and building our country are more important than the people that are sitting behind the desk, and we saw that during COVID, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And I think that the more we talk about how we want to support women, the more we support women, the more we support each other, uh, no matter whether we're a minority or we're not a minority, we're gonna see a big, huge shift in our industry where people like it, they mm-hmm. are not scared and they want to come to work and do some cool things like we get Take risk, every single right? day. Yes. And taking risks is fun. Yes. We just grow from it, right? now when i'm absolutely home, when i'm comfortable i'm thinking oh i'm not growing i have to get uncomfortable you know i'm yes. like almost addicted <laughs> to uncomfortableness now when i learned <laughs> i think you being are comfortable yeah. well i learned that being uncomfortable helped me be better and so yes it's like i became this uncomfortable addict like now oh i'm this is too comfortable i'm gonna i'm gonna try something else you know i'm gonna well, get i'm trying to make else. i'm trying to
1: like um pass that on to my teams, right? I'm trying to make them all uncomfortable. I want them to do things they're not used to doing. I want them to think outside of the box. I want to know what their passions are and what they want to see this company grow into. So what am I going to pass along not just outside to other women, but within my own team? Yeah. And and what I realized was I want this to be a going concern. I'm, I'm getting older, right? So I'm 60 years old now. And I have to think about you know, a transition or Mm -hmm. what, what that Mm -hmm. looks like. Right. So what's a secession plan look like? And I think I've just come to the conclusion that I really want this to be an employee owned company. And I want a C-suite team of women to run the company and grow it like to keep it going into some powerhouse. And we can, you know, it doesn't have to be Deborah Bradley construction. It could be another acronym of sorts. Right, yes. that's you know that stand for You're women, the women running a company. That's what I want to do. So I want to <laughs> make everyone uncomfortable. I want to, <laughs> nice. I it to, I want to explore new avenues in the construction arena and sort of be the first team out there. Yeah, because that's how you Love actually it. get attention and win projects. And we started last year the DBC Energy Group. Nice, and because I was trying to ignite passion in my team about where are we going? What's the future? I mean, we, you know, we need to save the planet. I mean, you know, we, we have to pay attention. And so with that in mind uh, we started, you know, going after, you know, just um, reading up and doing, you know, research and educating ourselves on what, what's out there, what we should focus on and, you know, what we do about wind energy or solar Mm -hmm. or, or, Um, EV charging stations and how can we participate in the construction and make it a better planet? And um, so that's what, you know, I sort of the directive I gave the team, anybody could join that energy group. And, and a a lot of people did most of the senior women that I think will do quite well with the company. They all wanted to be on that. Of
2: course they did because (laughs) we care about it. Like it's very forefront in our mind about I think that has to do with being a mom, don't you? Like yes. we want our grandkids yes. to have a healthy life. Yes, we right? do. Yes. I mean, that, I mean yeah. it all boils down yeah. to the simple things, right? We want yes, our grandchildren exactly. and our great-grandchildren and those that come after them to yeah. have a better environment. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right. You c- it couldn't be more true. Yep.
2: <laughs> so we are running out of time, unfortunately but i want to hear a little bit more about how okay so our listeners are all over the world and we're in 32 countries so um if they're in the new york area tell us where you do do your work because there's probably clients potential clients listening today that would probably want to do business with you but tell us how to get a hold of you in a way that if um you know There were mentorship availabilities or there were job openings with your company. Just tell us how to get a hold of you. uh, Tell our listeners how to reach out and connect and um, how to do business with you if they so choose. Absolutely.
1: First, I would suggest going to our website, www.dbcnewyork.com spelled out. Or our office, you can call our home office number. We're right there in West Harlem, actually. We have a building on Manhattan Avenue and 120th Street, right near Columbia University on the other side of the hill, Hmm. Columbia University, which was my first client. Nice. Anyway, that phone number is 212-222-2494. You can ask for me directly, but I also ask for Claire, uh, my assistant, Claire Rapid. And Claire will be able to get in touch with me, and uh, we do have um, a gentleman, Bill Quinn, who really helps with us. You know, our internships are just uh, connecting us with the community and any job openings. You can also ask for him as well, Bill Quinn. And feel free to email me, Deborah yeah. at so D E B O R A H at D B C N E W Y O R K dot com, and. Um, Yes. If you, if you travel around Manhattan and um, if you go down to Pier 54, the Esplanade, we built that, that goes out to the little island. We uh, nice. built Chelsea oh, Water wow. Park. We, we do a lot of parks. Uh, nice. Yes. So we, we've done a ton of stuff. We did uh, the Mother Cabrini statue in Battery Park City. So <gasps> a lot of <gasps> tourist Park attractions. Yeah. Yeah, I used to so- live there for a little minute. Oh, so there you go.
0: <laughs> I, I, that's a wonderful place so. and, and
1: chrissy if i can i'd love to um also encourage anybody that's listening to possibly reach out and join the women builders council yes um so we the women builders council that. they we started that about 20 years ago almost maybe 18 i can't remember exactly but a very small group of women only maybe six women knowing that they were the only women in the industry and vying for more opportunity decided to then get together and that organization now is hundreds. And we do a lot of legislative advocacy. We just got back from yes. Albany. Um, Great work. And then, you know, we're going to be uh, in, in the Women Construction Owners and Executives, WCOE, yes. another organization. I so I highly you recommend people there. <laughs> join those organizations. I'm going to see Christy in Washington uh, very shortly. So yes. I'm excited about that.
2: Both of those organizations are amazing. We are happy to be a part of both of them. The, the energy in that room and, and the, the wisdom that comes from attending any of those events at both, both of those conferences is just mind-blowing to me. Uh, I literally t- take so many notes that I started using my audio recorder because I couldn't write fast enough to keep the notes. So if you are a woman in construction, both of those organizations are amazing. Uh, And they do help you kind of get on track with what women need in the industry. And they're going to bat for you through advocacy with our politicians. So wonderful groups. We love them. Thank you for mentioning that. It was the last thing on my list. So um I almost forgot so I was glad that you mentioned it that they are great organizations and Deborah the fact that you pour so much of your time and wisdom yeah. into those organizations and other people is so much appreciated um, by all the women in the world. I can just tell you that we all thank yeah, you for sure. Yes. And
1: and we thank you guys too. You ladies. Sorry, my Midwestern came <laughs> no, out. No, it's okay. Me too. <laughs> I do cool. that sometimes too. Yeah, it's Christy all good. and Angela, thank you so much. <laughs>
2: You're welcome. I'm so excited
1: about your podcast. I'm and- going to make sure every woman i know Yay! i'm it. so yes. glad
2: well um. we just want to make it a better place right and and when you feel alone all on an island it is when you grow out of that and you realize i'm not alone on an island you just want to make sure that everybody knows they're not alone right yes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and that's really why we agree. created the podcast so even those girls that are in a place where maybe they're the only one maybe we'll just feel that comfort of, you know, listening to our podcast and feeling like, oh, I can relate. And I'm not the only one. So it's great. Thank you again. Yes. Absolutely. Thank
1: Thank you, everyone.
2: Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.